What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to our second episode of our podcast, Kings of Mischief. Grant, how are you doing, man? Oh, man, doing good. Uh, you know, a week of spring ball and an old body kind of kind of takes its toll already. But hey, I'm doing good. I got my spring ball mustache going, shaved the rest off. And uh, Cohen actually said if this podcast gets a thousand listeners, he'll do it, too. So he'll shave the rest off. I've been asked to do that before, but I haven't. I've never shaved my goatee, so I haven't. I haven't done that. He didn't but, actually say that, but I'm. I'm throwing it out there for him. Yeah, he didn't say that, bro. It's hilarious that you were just saying like old body. We've only we've only practiced three days so far, and it feels like like my my best friend just asked Grant. By the way, he was like, "Is it ever like you should get used to it, right?" But you like you really don't get used to it. Like, never gets you know, easier. Yeah, it never gets easier because there's there's a big difference between being in shape and being in football shape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can run. I, I can go out and run gassers for two hours and have no problem. But a thirty minute inside run and team period, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be hard. Yeah, it takes a while to adjust, no matter how many times you do it. Yeah, yeah, man. So like, I'm excited. You know, we're moving into week two. Uh, you know, we just got off a of spring break, like I said, after the before the last podcast. But I've been, man, I just today was just a, a wild day. It was insane. Like my, uh, just you know, just let me let me preface with: if you're planning a trip and you do not have your passport, do not rush it because <laughs> I I am planning a trip for you know five weeks out from now after spring ball after I'm done with all my finals and classes with my girlfriend. And I do not have my passport. And I was supposed to do that back in November, but I waited and I waited and I waited and I tried to get it expedited. You know, they say five to seven weeks and I just couldn't do that. So I've been going through crazy stuff. Grant, you also had a crazy passport story from a few years ago. Yeah, dude, back in uh, March of 2020 or February of 2020, right before everything got shut down, I needed a passport in five days because <laughs> the year before I went on spring break with my girlfriend and a couple friends from high school and I got it and then somehow lost it. My dad says he didn't lose it. I, I swear I gave it to him when I got back home to put in our, in our safe at home mm-hmm. and it just wasn't there. So I had to get it in five days and it cost a ton of money and I had to run through a ton of hoops to get it. And yeah, never want to go through the process again. Yeah. Let me tell you, the ton of hoops he's talking about probably don't. He's not. He's he's downplaying it a lot because, like I said, I'm five weeks out, and the the amount of stuff that I just had to go through for getting my passport within five weeks, it, it left me drained. I don't even, you know, I feel I feel like I just went through everything doing that. It's insane, man. But recapping spring ball week one, I I felt like you know defense came out high energy, man. It was awesome, uh, just being out there with them again playing football. And we finally put the pads on on Saturday. And, you know, I, I just love when we put the pads on. It's real football finally. Getting back at Scott was real nice. Yeah, man. Um, I think we came out with a lot of energy all week. I think it was a different type of energy from spring because no one really likes spring ball. Like, yeah. No, you know that. But everyone was kind of excited to practice for the first time since I've been here. Like, yeah, people actually want to be on the field. Mm-hmm. And it had been when was the last time we practiced? Three months, four months ago. So, so people missed it. You know, the last time that we went that long was COVID year without actually playing football. So we got out there and uh, 
yeah, defense, y'all playing really well, as expected. You know, you guys had a really good year last year. Uh, offensively, we are definitely trending in the right direction. I think we're in a much better place this year than we were last year, but obviously because a lot of guys have already been in the system. But also, Tony Musket learned that system so fast. <laughs> he's a smart dude, and he's yeah. got a cannon, and I didn't yeah. know that. He's got a cannon, and he has one of the quickest releases I've ever seen. So I'm excited to see what he's got for the rest of spring ball. Uh, excited to see more of Jay. Can't wait for, till tackle days to see the running backs actually get to run you all over instead of taking pops at the end of plays like you all have been doing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, offense, I'm excited for the rest of spring ball. I can't wait till we get to scrimmage for the first time. I was just – I was so excited to see – I was so it's funny because like like you think like being a defensive player I'd, I'd be excited to, for the defense but I was just so excited to see the offense and what y'all would do and like you said like it just seemed like I just remember last spring and last spring the how slow offense got started was like absurd it was an, it was crazy like but with a new quarter a completely new quarterback that hasn't even been at UVA and you know with Coach Kitchen system it was it was cool seeing that. Just all flow together. It was nice. All right, we're back. We're starting our snake draft a little earlier this week. Grant came up with an awesome idea. So it's the top five plays since we've been here, football themed only. This is this is an awesome little segment we have. We we've seen a lot of good plays over the years, man. And yeah, we you know, definitely have. Yeah, we came back. We flipped a coin. Grant won. So Grant's going first. I think this is a huge advantage for you to go first because we're a little bit more tighter with our. Uh, I think what we're going to choose. Yeah, I'm also two for two on coin flips. So I, I've, I've picked first both weeks. Yeah. All right. My number one play since we've been here is the tech fumble recovery at home in 2019. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, the crowd went nuts. That had to be my number one. Yeah. That was my number one as well. You took that from me. Well, that was a good pick. I didn't. I didn't play that. I didn't play that much. I don't think I played that game at all, which sucked. But that was an. <laughs> but that was an awesome game. That was a. That was an electric game to be at. Um, my number one play since I've been here. I'm gonna go my most memorable play. It will be the Florida State stop on the goal line in 2019, and then everybody oh. was in the field after. Yeah, that's what you want. That was awesome, man. That was. That was sick. I mean, I thought I've seen a lot of things, even on like Twitter, like Barstool stuff, and like where they're ranking like the top five best field rushes or top ten. And that was I've seen that come up a lot, and that was just electric. Like I barely played that game. I played kickoff and a few other special team plays, but I mean, I I remember that like it was yesterday. All right, my number two is from the same game. Mm-hmm. It's Perks two point two point conversion run. Mm-hmm. where he scrambled around for, I don't know, 15 seconds and somehow got in there. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. That was either third or fourth quarter, but that was electric. Yeah. That was truly electric. That was that was a big game, and I was I was so excited to play them in 2020 at their state, at, at Florida State, but, you know, COVID happened. Anyways, my second play, my second favorite play since I've been here, our most memorable play, will be – one of my best friends, one of my friends when he was here, Nick Grant, his opening pick, his pick on the opening drive against Florida in the Orange Bowl. I mean, if you look at that play, like, we were expected to lose that game. I don't even know what the line was about how much we were supposed to lose that game by. But to come out and, and set the 
set the tone like that and get an interception on their first drive. That was awesome. And it was it was so acrobatic. <laughs> and he was I mean, either number one or number two on, on Sports Center top ten players after that. Yeah. I remember watching in the hotel after. And you know, Nick, I love you, bro, but Nick can't catch. Like he's a horrible, <laughs> he has horrible hands. And everyone knows that. And when I when he caught that, I was I mean, I was surprised at the catch. I was surprised at his body position, and I was surprised that, you know, we came out and did that in the orange bowl. So that's my number two. All right. My number three was Wicks last year at Georgia Tech. His mm-hmm. catch and touchdown run. Really, the not the catch wasn't anything spectacular, but the run mm-hmm. after was one of the most athletic things I've seen on the field. And no idea how he stayed in bounds. And he was shifty. And it was a very fun play to be a part of. And I actually called it before the play happened. I was on the <laughs> sideline. And I turned and I said to, uh, to Josh Rollins, I said, hey, Wicks touchdown here because I saw the play. And he did. So it was, um, cool. it was one of those plays where I wasn't even watching or paying attention, but I just heard a big leg, ooh, and I just looked up. And I missed it, but I saw it after, and it was sick. That was sick. My number three pick, I don't know if a lot of people are going to, you know, know this. I don't Actually, no one's really going to know this play, but a few of the closer and uh, older DBs now know about this play. Don't know what quarter it was. Don't know the situation, but – Juan Thornhill against Georgia Tech. He ran. I don't. I mean, this is just like you got to love football to appreciate this play. Georgia Tech was uh, the option style. This was 2018, and he was the he was the backside safety, and he ran down and had a TFL in the backfield. One of the craziest tackles I've ever seen in my life. Like at that moment, I knew I was like, bro, Juan Thorn. I was like, Juan is a real deal. Like, if you want to be a good safety, watch him. And that's. I mean, I studied him when I was younger and that play is insane. If you ever want to go watch that play, just look up the highlights of Georgia tech versus UVA 2018. And you'll see it. Solid, solid. See, I'm, I'm sticking to the more uh, offensive side and you're sticking to the defensive side. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my number four is Tony Poljan's uh, catch in the end zone at Miami in 2020 that got on, you got mossed. Oh yeah. He went up over the safety and and was a full yard out of bounds and somehow came down and stuck his foot out and got it in bounds. Incredible play for my guy. Dang, that's a good pick. I forgot all about that play. That's a great yeah. that's a great pick. My my number four. This was this was more of a feeling it gave me, an overall feeling. So I'm gonna put y'all in the in the mindset of this this play, this feeling gave me. Miami 2021. When they missed the field goal in the last play. That, like, one, Miami's, you know, Miami's kind of a weird place to play at. The huge stadium is not always filled up that much. But it was a Thursday night game. And, you know, the atmosphere on Thursday night games, like, you're going to get back Friday morning. So you have the whole entire weekend to yourself. And having that ACC win off of them missing that kick, you know, we played a good game. But having it come down to that and then missing that kick and going into the locker room and going crazy, I mean – I'm going to remember that play forever. It was awesome. Yeah. Feeling that game was sick. All right. My last my last one, <clears throat> my number five is Joe Reed's kick return against Duke because mm-hmm. I got to actually be on the field for that one. And I think Joe Reed had four in college, maybe five. But, man, actually being able to be on the field during a kick return is so electric because it's, very, it's rare. It's so rare. It is rare. 
so to actually be on the field for it was awesome. That was so yeah. cool. Yeah. My number five, 2020, we were playing Virginia Tech. And I had a good game. It was my best game up until that point. Um, but, you know, obviously we lost that game. Uh, I have no idea how we lost that game. But the very last play of the game, you know, I just knew, like, no, think about it. Nobody's in the stands. Virginia Tech is usually this electric atmosphere. Like, we would have been having, like, cans thrown at us and getting cussed out and called names after we walked off the field. But no, no one's in the stadium. It's freezing cold. It's just us and them, our coaching staff, their coaching staff. And it's the last play of the game. They're just taking knees. And Noah, and Noah Taylor, he plays. He played at UNC now, well, last year. He looked back at me and was like, I think – I can't remember what he said, but I think he said, like, I'm sorry for what I'm, for what I'm about to do. <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like, what is he about to do? And then I was like, oh, my God, he's about to do something crazy to this, to this offensive tackle. And I just went up and tried to grab him before the play started. And before they even the quarterback even took a knee, that's when, I mean, everything broke loose, like fight on the field, pushing and swinging stuff. Like, I don't know if a lot of people saw that. I don't know if the TV cut off before that, but – it was almost a brawl after that game, and nobody was there. Like I said, it was just us and them. Like it would have went, it would have went to war. Like we went to war, dude. It was a fight no one heard about because yeah. the cameras, the cameras cut off by that point, and no one was in the stands. No one had any idea that that happened. Yeah, we should just let it happen. It's been awesome. Now I got, I got two plays that didn't make my list because they they hold a different place in my heart. Um, twenty twenty, Deshaun Perry's. 85 yard pick six on the last play of the game against Abilene Christian. Insane. And last year, opening game, Richmond at home, Lavelle Davis scoring the first touchdown of the year on the 55 yard touchdown catch. Those plays, I'll always remember them. Um, God rest Deshaun, Lavelle, and Devin Souls. But those two plays, you know, those are my favorite plays ever. Yeah. Didn't make the list, but. Those are my favorite. I mean, dude, like, even like the the pictures of just like one Lavelle high stepping, yeah, that's just, like ingrained in my mind forever. And then Deshaun, like that was that arguably probably is the craziest player we've seen, regardless of like situation. Like we were beating them, but like just like that, but it was insane. Like yeah. And then like there was a there was a time in I, th- I think it was fall camp of 2022. I think it was fall camp of last year when Devin had like a kick return in practice. <laughs> and like slid and like slid in the end zone. We're, we're like we're yeah. practicing each other. We're not. Even, it's not serious. And he like s- took it all the way back and like slid in the end zone. The kickoff team was pissed at each other. Like those types of things. Like that's insane. Like yeah, I remember that forever, man. Yeah, yeah, stuff's sick. So now we're gonna move on to our next recurring segment. First one of this. It's gonna be the mischievous take. I'm now right. the mischievous take is gonna be the hot take a conspiracy, something just kind of out there, something that just presses on us all the time. And uh, I'm going to leave my first one. I'm going to be a little little more mild for the first one. Great. Let's, let's, uh, just, I just want to give them some background on you. you like, you're, you're a conspiracy theory type guy. I wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist, but I could be pretty easily convinced into a lot of things. All right. Yeah. That's where I'll leave it. So my, but my first one is not is not like this. My first one is just something that has that I'm very passionate about, and I've been passionate about it 
you know, for the last four years. It is the fact that people, especially at UVA, this is where I noticed that at UVA will use words and use too many words when they're trying to explain something. And I think the reason they do it is to make yeah. them sound smarter. They will use their vocabulary. They go into the dictionary and pick out words that they want to use for the day because I've never heard them. <laughs> and it's as simple as a, a professor asking a question and someone raising their hand to answer. It's like a two-word response, and it turns into a 45-second response. And it it pisses me off. Yeah, Dude, I can't explain to you how much that makes me mad, how mad that makes me I That is absolutely hilarious because – I remember when we came together, I think this was like our second year and we both kind of had the same feeling around it. And you told me about the book that you wanted to write called the art of being concise. Yep. And you said, I don't know. Yeah. I mean it, but this is like, Grant's not even joking right now. This is like a real thing that happens over explaining, over analyzing, trying to sound, trying to sound smarter than you actually are. Like the answer is the dog jumped over the fence. It's not, this elaborate evaluation of, you know, like, it's like, if it was an opinionated answer, then it's a different thing, but it's more like this happens with like factual one word answers and it happens. Sometimes also. it's yes or no. And then they <laughs> go and then they explain after yes, but, and they will explain for 45 seconds. It yeah. also happens in, in the scholarly books that we read. <sighs> Sometimes it's like I'm reading Shakespeare and yeah. you're trying to explain a simple topic and, Oh, it makes me so mad. So my idea of being concise is not only not saying too much, but also making it as simple as possible for the person to understand. There is no need to be big and elaborate when you're trying to explain it, something. It doesn't make you sound smarter. It no. doesn't. It doesn't make you sound smarter. If you're able, I, like, if you're able to explain something to a, a five-year-old, I think you're you sound smarter than trying to make it more difficult for someone to understand. Yeah. Like you're on a panel speaking to a bunch of people that already know the topic. No. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes me so mad. I mean, I took a few philosophy classes here and man, I, I don't even get me started. Like those readings and I, I was a politics major. So like the readings and like, they just go on and on and on and on. It's, it's, it's absurd. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, man, we're back. We just had a quick little break. Um, and we're going to touch on a cool segment that, you know, I think, you know, I think I want to make this possibly be a thing we come back and touch on a few times. But it's just like, a, you know, a few things that stood out to you when you first got to college or just life in college football in general. You know, just anything that stood out to you or things that a few things that you could tell somebody that, was special about college football. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my, my the biggest change when I got here was the schedule. Because mm. when we first got here, it was wake up. We would go over to Bryant Hall at Scott Stadium for a meeting, and we meet with like academics or something. Then you had to get back to breakfast at the dining hall, check in there, then get in a safe ride or walk or get a lime scooter and then go to um jpj for study hall and then we'd have like it was like an hour and a half to two hours of study hall yeah you got out of there you'd have maybe an hour and then you went to class so then we go to class 
And then as soon as class is over at 2, 2.30. Do something. 3.15, you're at the facility getting ready to, to start workouts. And workouts, you thought it was the end of the world when you had to come in and do them because they were so freaking hard. And then that finished, you'd have to run to the bus, <laughs> to make the bus to get to dinner. And if the bus ever stopped, people would get off and run from off the bus and run to the dining hall to check in. And then after that, we would have another meeting at Bryant Hall. And then it was bed check. And that was the same schedule every day for the first month we were here until we got yeah. to camp. And yeah. that was such a shock for me and such a culture change. And God, it was awful. I would never want to do that again. Bro, they treated us like pawns, like pawns yeah. that had to move around a chessboard. Like, it's no joke. Like, when he said we'd meet, we'd, we'd wake up, I don't even know what time we'd wake up. It was pretty, like, our first meeting probably started at what, 8, 7 30? Uh, I think it was earlier than that. It was probably 6 30 or 7. Because we got breakfast after the first meeting. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the, like, the, the traveling. Like from, you know, like you said, call a safe ride. Like if no one knows what a safe ride is, um, you probably don't if you don't go here. But it's it's kind of like an Uber, but they're so limited on on grounds. And you're trying to get safe rides for about a recruiting class, a freshman recruiting class of about like 25 people. Yeah. And there's not that many. There's not that many. And they're, they're about their vans, but there's not that many. So if you get left behind, you're late. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can attain to that schedule stuff. Like, you know, in high school, you kind of craft your own time when you want to work out, unless you are at a scheduled high school, like you could lift before and stuff. But going to class in the middle of the day and working out after and meetings on top of meetings was insane. It's crazy. I mean, our days were planned pretty much down in the minute. We, I yeah. mean, we had probably an hour of free time during the day and then, you know, an hour or two at, at night. But that was it. The rest was planned exactly how they want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if there are any like younger athletes listening, I just like, I just want you to take note about that. Like you're, you'll be playing, you'll be scheduled down to pretty much every hour, every like minute of your day yeah. is, is, is working towards something there to do with football. Mine, dude, mine was just how different um, practice was from high school practice. And like I said, I only played a year and like, so I didn't really know like the football practice, but just from what I got from my high school, you know, we, we hit, we, we worked, we did one-on-ones and stuff, but it was kind of like a lack, lackadaisical kind of feeling during practice. Like you didn't have to go that hard, but when you get here, especially like your first one to three years, your first three years here every single play is hard. Like every single play you're trying your absolute hardest. And even now I wouldn't say I'm like not trying, but every single play is not, is, is like you're trying hard against somebody because somebody's just as good as you, if not better. And when you're a first year, you kind of transition from, it's just obvious. Like you transition from being the best on your team to not the worst, but I mean, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. So that was, that was my biggest one. Definitely. Yeah, because in high school, you most people were the best on their team, mm-hmm. right? You're playing at Virginia, you're probably the best on your team. And so you kind of coasted through practice and stuff. Yeah. When you get here, not only is everyone else the best on their team in high school, but now some of these guys have been in a strength program and an off-season program and are 
21, 22 years old. So the first several years, yeah, it is tough. Practice, so hard. Because even if no one else is trying hard, it's still hard. <laughs> and then on top, and then on top of having to try it hard, you're you're like trying to try hard too. You want to you want to make an impression. You know, you don't want to go out there and just like like BS around with with your new coaches and your new teammates. So that, that I mean, it's a huge jump. And you know, I bet it's more so like different for other people where you go. And I mean, like I mean, I I just want to you know be like really serious about how like that jump was especially for me. Yeah. And when you talked about you wanting to try hard, Coach Mendenhall, some days <laughs> we'd watch film in our team meetings and it wouldn't be any practice film. No. It would be who's running the fastest down the sideline, who's running from – because they would film the entire day. Mm-hmm. So who's running from drill to drill the hardest. It was – so not only did you want to try hard, you had to try hard. If you weren't, you were getting caught. Yeah. You'd get caught out in a meeting full of your entire team and coaches – for not yep. for not running off the field after a play is done. Yep. It, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. It builds it builds a lot of resilience and you know hard working in you. But it's when you first get there, it's a huge culture shock. Just depending on where you're at, like I said, it's huge. For sure. Yeah. So you know we're wrapping up. Good little talk today, man. And like we always do, end off with our rapid fire section. Yes, sir. We have five. We have five questions today. Um, I think I think you kicked it off last time, so I'll start this time. Yeah, go ahead. I love it. My first one, bear versus gorilla. A bear wins. Yeah. Out of time. Yeah. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Favorite TV series of all time? Game of Thrones. Easy. Favorite dog breed? Lab. I love. Yeah. Beer or wine? Beer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Before I get to mine, me and Cohen have done this thing for for the last year or so called Beer of the Week. Maybe maybe we'll we'll start sharing our Beer of the Weeks with the. We kind of stopped doing it. Like we don't really necessarily do it during the season and during yeah. spring ball, but definitely during the summer we'll do it, and definitely I mean, during last spring ball we did it. Yeah, we did do it last spring ball, didn't we? Yeah, it's lit, bro. We just go to we go to this little foods ball. It's called Foods Ball Nation, or we'll go to Kroger. Kroger has a good selection. Grant got me into this, and just go get a random, you know, random one we both kind of have our eye on. Rate it, and it, it's it's fun. It's fun time. Grant's a, a Roman six pack. We'll, we'll we'll split it. After you drink three, you give you give your rating, and we kind of just try new try new drinks that we would never have tried. Yeah, never. If tried. It wasn't for you know doing that. All right, so I'm going to get into my rap fight. You ready? <clears throat> yep. Would you rather have all your food hot or all your food cold? Hot. Would you rather cold tub as soon as you step out of your bed in the morning or only shower with all your clothes on? Cold tub after after getting out of bed. Okay. Would you rather have your car break down once a week or your phone die at random times? Phone die. Okay. Steak or chicken? Steak. All right. Long car ride or short flight? <laughs> uh, I, I'm taking – I'm taking a – I mean, what's the parameters around a long car ride? It's rapid fire. All right. All right, yeah, all right uh, short flight. Short flight. Short, short flight. flight. I hate flying. 
We hate flying. That's why I asked. Me and Cohen hate to fly. I don't care if it is the 37-minute trip up the pit. I hate flying. <laughs> I didn't I didn't used to hate flying. I used to actually enjoy flying. I love takeoff. I love the scenic view that you get in the air right before you're about to get to like your peak altitude. But I mean, I was scarred after this one flight we had at going to Louisville in 2019. Oh, <laughs> I've never been the same since. I can't get it out of my mind and I hate flying every single time now. It's not gonna change. <laughs> Grant also let me tell you let me tell you what Grant said. Grant also said <laughs> once we took off, he was like, you know, once we get to a certain point in the air, it doesn't really matter. You're gonna die anyways. And I just can't get that out of my head. I can't get out of my head. Once I you can't. hit about a hundred feet, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so every time we every time we just barely get off the ground, I'm like, it doesn't matter what happens. Yep. Yeah. So everyone, man, thanks for tuning in again. I think we had a good episode too. You know, we're gonna keep at it every week. Um, we're excited to do this stuff. We're going to get on a few guests in these up and coming weeks and, you know, kind of integrate them into our questions and, and, you know, thanks for everybody for listening and, um, you know, it's an awesome podcast. Yep. Thank you all very much. See you. Colin.